When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On 882 6BR, inspiring stories for Barra and O'Day, WA's family-owned funeral directors. Hello, my name is Tim McMillan. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Stories, brought to you by Bower and O'Day, doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. Uh, my guests in this episode, I'm going to start with a slightly different introduction and go back to a newspaper article dated April 11, 1983. It reads as follows. I won't read it all because it's quite lengthy. It says, Even successful coaches like Ron Barassi and David Parkin have difficulty coming to terms with highly talented showmen who refuse to conform to the team ideal. Some have erroneously suggested this is because the likes of Barassi and Parkin had to work so hard as players that they are tinged with envy. The real reason lies more with the coach's frustration at watching a player openly flaunt carefully laid plans yet help win the game. Football has no better showman than our next guest, who I'll keep nameless for the time being. It has no better match winner as he displayed by kicking six goals against Collingwood on Saturday in some, what, what some team bosses might term an undisciplined performance. We're talking about, of course, uh, the buzz, Peter Bazasto. Hello, Hello and welcome. Thanks very much. Does that Jim, take you the, back? Gosh, that's a bit cruel, isn't it? It oh, is. Geez. What a backhanded compliment. It was a backhanded six goals, but no, an undisciplined no. performance. I remember the game actually very, very well. It was the third year that I was over it uh, in Melbourne and uh, we'd won two premierships before that, of course. And I was yeah. out for a couple of weeks with an injury and uh, uh, David brought me back in for that first game, which I think was about round three. And yep. um Oh, geez, I thought I played pretty well that day, Tim. Well, six and, uh, goals you know, is normally yes, puts you up there with the best Probably give six of them away as well, <laughs> Tim. They didn't say that, you know. And uh, uh, the, uh, the the reporter there is, uh, oh, give me a nice lashing, hasn't he? Absolutely. It's quite unfair. But look, there is a, a couple of comments in there as well. Football's greatest showman. How much mm. of that w- was was you really putting on a show and, yeah. and, and being a bit of a, a showboat? How much of that was just how you go about yeah. life? Oh, look, it, exactly right. And uh, that was exactly how I took my football. I wasn't going to go over there, uh, uh, Tim, and sort of say, look, don't do this and don't do that and don't do the other because that w- wouldn't have fitted into my, uh, uh, you know, sort of criteria. And, mm. um, you know, uh, some of those uh, – uh, well, David didn't want me to uh, lose those sort of things. And um, I think we mentioned off air just a while ago that uh, I think the Carlton side in that particular era – was a fantastic side, a, a dynasty side, I'd call it. Yeah. They'd won 79, uh, we'd won 81, we'd won 82. Uh, ran across there, uh, you know, as a 23-year-old with the great Ken Hunter, yep. who's just been inducted into the mm. uh, Australian Hall of Fame. What a fantastic uh, player he was. And, um, you know, uh, obviously um, the extrovert, and, of course, he was the introvert. And I think we uh, <laughs> we we performed pretty well for the Carlton Footy Club. And, uh, look, there's a lot of great stories. And, um, you know, I wasn't going to lose that flair, Tim. Um, yeah. That was one of my uh, uh, strings to my bow, and uh, I didn't want to lose that. And uh, David said, look, you know, if you do the team orientation things. And I've also got that from teammates as well. 
you can't really go over there and start doing those things if you can't get the uh, well the respect yep. and uh, you know the uh, the bonding I suppose from the teammates and uh, I think if you if you did it for the um, benefit of the side I think that was good. We had all sorts of characters in the side, didn't we? Bruce Dill, yep. absolute yep. consummate professional, went about his business, you know, very very quietly, never spoke to anyone, even his teammates on the, <laughs> on the footy field. We've got Ken Hunter, probably one of the most courageous players of all time in uh, in Australian football. Went to went, went to uh, Melbourne, Tim, with three broken jaws and three um, all Australian uh, Guernseys before he went to Carlton. And of course, what a great player he was at Carlton. Yeah, fantastic story, Tim. I must go back to the to when we got signed. We both got signed, and they were coming over here every week and looking at me and looking at Ken and of course Ken was playing that I was the in and out player I played two or three good games and probably missed for a couple of weeks and <laughs> and they in the end they said look you know uh, we're going to come over one last time we're going to look at you and Ken and uh, Ken actually signed uh, they watched me play against South Fremantle it was my 100th game for Perth yep and I happened to kick nine goals against South Fremantle played very well against in an Morris undisciplined Rie- performance oh I don't know about that but um, <clears throat> it was against Morris Rioli and Stephen Michael Amazing. and, and uh, yeah. Benny Bagona and oh, it was a fantastic South Fremantle yeah. side they right they said you're coming to uh, Sydney uh, it was those days, Tim, they were, they were taking games to Sydney yep. and doing a promotion, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So they flew me to Sydney, sat in the St. Donald Bradman stand, and they said to me, Peter, uh, we want to sign you, and we want you to come over this year. And I said, hey, hey hang on, you know. And uh, he just said, um, look, um, um, there's a bag down there by your side there, a brown paper bag, and what's in that? If you want to sign that, I'll, uh, you can have it. And I said, oh, okay. And then I said, well, hook, look, hang on. I've signed with North Melbourne. I'd actually signed with North Melbourne under uh, Ron, uh, under Ron a, a Joseph. Cu- a couple of years prior. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Form 4. Yep. In those days, if you went with the Form 4, you had to play for that particular So you, you would have been more part of the Barry Cable um, uh, sort of exodus from, yeah. from west to east then. 77, um, I, I, I was playing half forward and, and mm. kicking a lot of goals. And mm. uh, I was probably the first half forward um, to... Uh, Sit in starvation corner. They used to call it those days, Tim. <laughs> if you remember, and uh, to kick, you know, <clears throat> kick multiple goals. But again, I had a great side at Perth Footy Club who won yep. the seventy-six grand final and the seventy-seven grand final. And of course, uh, I've talked about the seventy-eight grand final uh, very shortly. And uh, it was just something that um, you know, where Carlton picked up. You're the sort of player that we want. Um, you know, we know what you like. So that's as I've mentioned, flew me to to Sydney, and I signed there because they said, look, they've torn your form four up, and I thought, oh. They signed a, a chap called uh, Phil Kelly, yep. Sandover medalist, yep. and, a play, and a chap called Peter Spencer. So another yeah. Sandover medalist. So yeah. uh, I thought to myself, well, that's good. Uh, I've been uh, taken over by a couple of Sandover medalists, <laughs> great players. Anyway, um, around about oh, five, four or five weeks later, um, Carlton lost their uh, one of their great half forwards, which was um, um, the Dominator, Wayne Johnson, yep. with, with a knee injury. And they said, Peter, we want to fly you over there. Perth weren't going to make the finals that year, Tim. And they negotiation started. Didn't eventuate. I uh, played a state game on the uh, um, and played with the greats, Jimmy, Jimmy and Phil Cracker, Mossy, that sort of thing, Kenny Hunter, and uh, played pretty well. And, and they thought, no, we can't get you over them. Anyway, the last game we played for the year, you know, they'd signed me and, and, and they'd signed Ken and they said, look, you're coming, uh, you know, after the season. Our last game of football. Now, this is a good story because it just uh, equivalates out to what it, what, it, what it boils into. And um, we played our last game together. Good on you, Buzz. Good on you, Kenny. Good luck for next year. 4,000 people at uh, <laughs> Left Lane Park. Good on you, Buzz, Kenny. You know, good luck. Anyway, as um, uh, history goes and tells us, uh, um, four or five weeks later, David Parkin was sacked at Hawthorne. Yep. Um, lost the job there, but was reinstated uh, at Carlton. He rang Kenny Hunter the uh, the next day and said, Ken, 
David Parkin taken over at the Carlton Football Club. I believe you've signed with us. Uh, when do you want to come over? But I want you to come over quickly because I want you to get used to the tradition, the history and the culture of this great club. And I want to try you on a half-back line, Tim. Listen to this half-back line. Bruce Dool, yeah. Val Pirovic and Ken Hunter. I still get... <laughs> I still get shivers down my spine with that. With that, it was going now. And Ken said, "Look, uh, coach, um, yes, I'm coming. I want to come over straight away. Fantastic." He rang me the next day and he said, "Peter, um, David Parkin, you know what's happened? Uh, Percy Jones has been uh, sacked. I've taken over at Carlton, and I want to encourage you to come over very quickly and get hold of the tradition and the history." And he said to Ken, "You know." So anyway, he said, uh, uh, "When do you want to come over?" But I want to try you next year on a half-forward line of Wayne the Dominator Johnson, Mark McClure and yourself. And again, I thought, Tim, this is fantastic. You know? yeah. And uh, they're talking, they actually want me, you know. And I said to him, look, uh, David, I don't have to train, so I'll come over about mid, uh, mid-February, mid <laughs> end of February, just while the I scratch match is on. I don't have to train. <laughs> That's what, exactly what I said to him. He didn't laugh either, of course. <laughs> anyway, I got across there and, uh, you know, played very well. Carlton in those days, Tim, we didn't like to play in scratch matches. So the best three on the ground for Carlton were Mike Fitzpatrick, West Australian, yep. Kenny Hunter, West Australian, and myself. The last game before the uh, the first game, which was a week later, we played Hawthorne. I played very well. I decided to, right, we're going to sign him. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get a clearance for him. Away we go. Tuesday night, Lou Richards comes down to the club and says, we want to talk to young Bazusto. We've heard, you know, that we can, he can do this and that. And then yeah. Carlton said, yep, he's out there. We'll bring him over. I got to the fence, Tim, and he's gone, Peter, you know, we've heard a lot about you. You can take a great mark and you can kick a great goal and uh, you can tackle, but, you, you know, you'll, you'll look after yourself as well. And, Tim, you know what I said to him? I said, look, Lou, I can jump as high as this grandstand. I can kick the freak goals. I can tackle like a machine and I can, I can look after myself as well. He put it in the paper the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought to myself, I'm in big trouble here. Anyway, first game, Tim, I run out 77,000 people wow. at the Carlton-Richmond game, which was uh, Richmond unfurled the flag because they won the the, uh, the year before. Yep. I run around for 20 minutes. I couldn't get a kick. I was overawed. Yep. I was absolutely yep. overawed, 77,000 people. All of a sudden, I saw the white uh, guy, which is the runner, yep, wending yep. his way through the pack, and I thought to myself, oh, He's no. going to pull me. He's going to yep. absolutely, yes, yep. and he didn't mince his words either. <laughs> he said, you big-headed so-and-so from Western Australia. And that was a direct quote from and Parker, that was, I was think it, it might yeah. have been a direct quote. Yeah. And I said to him, Tim, this is a, again, I can't breathe, I can't move. And with that, he's gone to Parkin. Parkin is standing back, told him to squat down. Stand up, take three deep breaths, look around the whole crowd and take the whole crowd in. Mm. And Tim, you know it was the best advice that I got because wow. I was gone. I was yeah. gone. I was probably on the plane on the Tuesday night back to but I was just going not gonna do. But I just took that advice. It it calmed me down and and, and I think I got used to what um, you know that the actual crowd did to people over yeah. there because um, they just sort of maybe sucked the adrenaline out of you and uh, a lot of players and Tim, I'd watch tennis players and I watched, you know, soccer players, how they handle pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they handle it in different ways, you know. And, and, and this this particular uh, gentleman, David Parkin, what a fantastic coach he was because yep. he had probably 25, 26, 27 individuals that he had to man-manage. Yeah. And the man-management was just outstanding. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, he, um, uh, you know, he turned, uh, you know, the mosquito fleet, which was all those great running players. And uh, then he had that great half-back line, the great half-forward line and all this sort of thing. And he just blended all those players together. 
funny story about uh, Ken Hunter. I, I think he spoke to it about the other day on uh, on uh, the, when he got his uh, Hall of Fame. Um, the first night there, they took me down to the pub after training very, very, very hard. And uh, we went down to the pub after training and the coach went past and everyone was waving to him as he went past <laughs> the pub. You know, so, you know, that was the way that particular side performed. Yeah, but I tell you yeah. what, Tim, they performed on the, on the sad day. And uh, I think that year, which was 81... We only lost three games out of the 19. And, of course, we won the premiership with mm. winning the second semi and, of course, the grand final a couple of weeks later. What a time to be a Carlton fan. In those days it was, <laughs> yes. We're talking about them only eight years ago now. So I can hear <laughs> the long Carlton time. fans getting misty-eyed yes. right now, Peter. <laughs> we need to take a break. This is Inspiring Stories with Carlton legend, the buzz, Peter Bazasto on 882 6BR. Back with more soon. You're listening to another inspiring story brought to you by Barra and O'Day. This is Inspiring Stories with Tim McMillan on 882 6BR, brought to you by Barra and O'Day. Welcome back to Inspiring Stories. We are talking with footy legend Peter Bazasto. We've we've completely glossed over your waffle days here, really. Mm, We've just gone straight to cult, but we, we might come back to that a little bit later. But, of course, many people know you for... Uh, the unprecedented uh, feat of achieving mm. goal of the year, mm. mark of the year, and a premiership. Ship in the one year. All in the yeah, one year, yeah, yeah. almost 40 years old. No one's yeah. ever done that. Um, you must be pretty very proud. Yeah, no, yeah. look, very proud. Um, you can uh, you know, you know, can sort of uh, gloss around it uh, with all the stories and that sort of thing, Tim, but uh, it's, a, it's a situation where, um, you know, it's still, uh, they still ring me. Oh, Buzz, what do you think of that mark of... Uh, yeah, uh, better than Ryan, yours? Ryan's no. the other day. So I listed about 10 underneath mine, you know. So. <laughs> and these are the sort of things that I think people want. They want to be entertained, I think, Tim. I think yeah. uh, a lot of the current footballers now, um, and, uh, you know, I do a lot of work with Mark Jacko Jackson and Alex Jezelinko and, uh, uh, you know, David Rhys-Jones, all these sort of great play- players that were around. Um, has he, were, has um, he settled down now? Has he put his fists away? Who's that? David Rhys-Jones? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I think he's up to about 65 uh, <laughs> reports at the moment. Isn't he? So, well, I don't know whether he's got any more, but he's got some great stories. Oh, that's what, that's what people want to know. Yeah. I, I'll go into a, a corporate and, uh, you know, I tell this story a lot, but just digressing for a little bit. Uh, Carlton rang me a couple of years ago and they said, would you like to talk to the Coterie groups? Because they're very important, Tim, as we know. They put a mm. lot of money in and... Uh, Went through there, and uh, this is what I mean about, uh, you know, um, entertainment and that sort of thing. And uh, I got to the MCG, Carlton Conning, a big game anyway. It doesn't matter whether we're at top, but they're mm. bottom. We're, we're bottom and they're top, of course. Uh, a great Carlton Collingwood games. And, uh, you know, uh, there's 60,000 people trying to get in. This is 12 o'clock, Tim. And uh, I got to the front there, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't hear a whistle yet, and I can't hear a siren. And uh, there was only one game on for the day which was the main game. Yeah. And I said to the chap at the counter, I said, what's going on here today? What, what, why isn't there entertainment for them? They're supposed to watch the grass grow or, or yeah. net or whatever. And he said, no, there's only one game on today, Peter. Tim, I remember in the old days, you know, you used to get there around about half time of the under-19s, and there's probably six or eight, ten thousand people yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, the, of course, the, about half time of the, uh, the, uh, the reserves, full house. By the yep. time we run out, of course, the late league game, absolutely 45, 46,000 packed yeah. into uh, uh, all grounds, you know, and that's the sort of religion that they, they, yeah. they did over there at the time. And uh, I just don't think they give the entertainment anymore. Yeah. Uh, the great uh, uh, entertainers of the game, the Mark Jacko Jacksons, the Sam Kekovichs and the, you know, the Crackers Keener, they've all got fantastic, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, things they do for them. What, what, what about, I, I did a lot of work with Jacko and 
Uh, just imagine the the uh, Ron Barassi saying, "I've got Brent Croswell here, I've got Cracker's Keenan here, and I've got Mark Jacko Jackson here." And they tried to big bring Carl Dittrich out of retirement too. That would have been would have been sensational. But uh, you know. I, I get a little bit of um, disappointed because I, yeah. I like to entertain people, and I often say that to you know what makes you play that particular way. I love doing the, the spectacular thing. Well, I could do it for a start, I suppose. Yeah, I was a high jump champion at at school, Tim. So again, that's not a, surprised to hear that. Yeah, that's and I think you've got to use your um, you know the, the traits that uh, the good Lord has given us. You know, yeah. and uh, one of mine was was, was high jump and. Uh, um, you know, um, I, I uh, and I tell these to kids at the moment that um, you know, if no one's around, you've got the textbook to go to. That'll teach you how to kick. That'll teach you how to handball and all that sort of thing. And but uh, that's they they ask me, Peter, what's the difference between Western Australian football and and Victorian football? They do the basics better. It's tempo. It's quicker, and you do it quicker and quicker and quicker. And of course, if you can, uh, you know, you can put up with that, you'll just get better and better. And you watch some of the some of the players now. I get disappointed with their kicking yeah. because, uh, you know, uh, they tend to miss players from 25, 30, 35 metres away. But, um, you know, the entertainment, I think, is uh, is more that uh, that I look for. And uh, yeah. um, they're getting a lot of this. They're getting a lot of money a now. A lot of it. Uh, you know, so... Uh, you know, uh, you just mentioned my side a couple of uh, you know a couple of minutes ago, and uh, I've seen some of our big uh, uh, <laughs> uh, big. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Peter's big, rolling his fingers. Yes, doing, uh, big doing dollar the money players. Side at the big, moment, big dollar players. Interest. and they miss goals from twenty twenty five yeah. meters out. We yeah. used to be castigated in those days. You know, you've got to kick that goal, and that's the way yeah. that I think. I think the great clubs and the great, uh, you know, the champion sides uh, do it because they're they're right on the ball and uh, they expect a sort of an inner, um, you know, an inner yeah. uh, uh, feeling and, uh, and and play. It's not only the coach. The coach, yep. you know, the coach can control things, but uh, you've got to look at the bloke alongside you in the eye. If it's your turn to go, you've got to go. Yeah. Let's go through the... the the accolades that I mentioned there, Mark of the Year. Oh, God, how much, I mean, how, I mean, how much you, time you, you got, Tim? I know, you must have told this story a million times, so I'll have to get you to share the abbreviated <laughs> version here. Um, just talk us through the mm. moment. The, the, the um, Well, there's, there's, there's three great moments. Well, and the yeah. build-up. There's three great moments. Um, you know, the Mark of the Year, the Goal of the Year was very important as well. Yep. And, of course... Playing in the Premiership too, Tim, is is, is fantastic, you know. Yep. And uh, uh, the, the the week there is just fantastic. The the goal has got a uh, well three or four weeks before that, and eighty one was a very very good year for uh, for the club. And of course, we had a lot of great players in it, Ashman and you know and Brucey Dool, Kenny Hunter, and uh, I was sort of you know in 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 the mix as well. And um, you know, I was out out for a week again, and uh, I come back in the next week and. Uh, my great mate Jimmy Buckley comes into the into the uh, the showers and said, "Buzz, three great champions come back today. Manicato won the uh, Kingston uh, the Kingston Town Stakes. Kingston Town won in Sydney, and the Buzz is back at Carlton." You know, so <laughs> that was the sort of camaraderie we got. Now, a yeah. couple of weeks later, sitting in the grandstand with my, my uh, great mate uh, uh, Mark McClure, Kenny Hunter's just taken an absolute skyscraper on the wing. Just wrapped up the mark of the year, he said. I turned around to him and said, look, don't worry about that. I'll just fix that I'll up next up. week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're in the grandstand the week waiting for the game to start and uh, tapped McClure on the shoulder and said, uh, I just don't matter premonition now, Mark, that I've just taken a screamer in the in the goal screen. Now, if you know McClure, you go, oh, God, oh, God, what are you talking about? This sort of thing. So would you believe it? Three or four hours later, the line, the, the planets aligned, the stars aligned, took the, took the big mark. On the way down, I said, "Well, you've just you've just been in the uh, picture for the mark, mark of the year." Because <laughs> so, uh, a, couple, a couple of weeks later, Tim, it wasn't the same day. People think it's the same day where the goal came into it, and yeah. uh, it was the most important part of the game. And um, 
And this is what I thought I mean, that if you do something for the team and, you know, I suppose it's like a, a great Bruce Dool interception or a Kenny Hunter courageous mark, you know, mine was sort of doing something that inspired the team as well. Yeah. And the smother on the boundary line sort of ran back into the thing, uh, into the uh, the pocket, smothered, curled the And ball, then wheeled ball, around. Wheeled around, curled Threw it back it on the boot. And that, and that mm. was it. And, of course, again, I think we kicked the next uh, six of the next uh, eight goals. That's, so we, that smother, though, it was mm. almost like you... You just stole it off his boot. Uh, well, it could have gone anywhere. It could have rolled out of bounds, Tim, yeah. and we wouldn't have been talking about it. Uh, but it, it, it was just, right there. It just uh, just stayed there on the yeah. uh, virtually on the line. I was going to sort of just run straight in because I thought, oh, I'm 20 metres ahead of everyone, and but they closed on me. I thought, oh, I'll just have to throw it on the boot. <laughs> Went yeah. through, which was which was great. And uh, of course, a couple of weeks later, you know, the, the grand final, fantastic uh, for young Blake to. That, that's what I you know aspired to do, and I think yep. a lot of people aspire to do. Tim, what a magnificent ground that MCG is. Mm. Oh, I can't tell you how it is to play there. Mm. And, uh, if they ever think of taking that grand final away from there, I think a lot of the young fellows will be very, very disappointed. It's just an absolute col- coliseum. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I went, I kept to go back 30, 35, 36 years for mine. And uh, you walked up into the stand, Tim, because uh, North Melbourne took me over a couple of years before I signed with Carlton. I thought to myself, I now know how the Christians feel when the Lions come out, and that's just a coliseum. <laughs> it, was, it was just an amazing, uh, amazing yeah. thing. And Tim, as I mentioned before, seventy-seven thousand at my first game. Uh, two weeks later, we played at Princess Park, of course, uh, forty-five capacity. Then we played, I think, Melbourne the next week, ninety-two thousand at, at the MCG. And uh, oh, it's just, it's just incredible for football. You can't put those sort of crowds no. in now because they have made it uh, a yeah. security type thing, and uh, yeah. just fantastic. And uh, you know, the ins- the inspiration you got out of that particular um, um, ground, and of course, all the other grounds were. Probably community grounds, Tim, but they had that significance, didn't they? That, oh, absolutely. Uh, we watched footy through the winners and through the, uh, channel, yep. uh, the channels that uh, did the footy, and uh, you know it was a religion for West oh, Australians as the well. The winners on with with Drew Morford on a Sunday evening was compulsory it, viewing. It was compulsory viewing, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Funny and enough. you would have featured at the end of, you know, where they do the mark of the day, you would have probably featured there a fair bit. Story for you. Yeah. Um, th- th- a week before Tim, uh, sorry, Drew passed away, I went with him. I was invited to one of the Carlton uh, reunions over there and uh, walked in with uh, with Drew, Peter. Um, we've got 200 uh, uh, winners left. And we and we all, I said, Drew, we all love the winners. Keep it going, all that sort of thing. A week later, would you yeah. move? We've lost Drew. Yeah. It was just incredible. And, yeah. uh, you know, I thought, I said to my wife, I only walked in with Drew. He looked sensational then. Um, loved his footy. Uh, great caller as well. And uh, yeah. was just part of the old era. That, oh, uh, again, absolutely. Again, was great. Absolutely. Um, I, w- I really want to ask you about, you know, the end of your time at Carlton because mm. really you, you weren't there for that long. Three and years. You, you were a pretty young yeah. man yeah. Uh, when you came back. But we do need to take a break. This is Inspiring Stories with the great Peter Pazasto on 882 6PR. Back with more soon. You're listening to another inspiring story brought to you by Barra and O'Day. This is Inspiring Stories with Tim McMillan on 882 6PR. Brought to you by Barra and O'Day. Welcome back to Inspiring Stories. We are talking to one of the great uh, showmen of uh, footy history in Peter Bazasto. Uh, Peter, who were the players in that you've, you've mentioned some of the greats, mm. you know, and brings back so many memories of some of the really colourful, flamboyant, and just outstanding players mm. from your time. Who are the players now then? I imagine there, there, aren't, there aren't many of your ilk. Uh, around at the moment, but are there any at the moment who you think mm. we need more of them because they entertain yeah. 
and they put on a show for fans. Well, I think uh, the, the, the market, of course, is my, uh, you know, my time yeah. at uh, uh, Jordan Ngoi, uh, yeah. probably a very similar player to, to me. I think they, uh, Jake Stringer, I think he tries to do a lot of that sort of stuff too. But I think, Tim, they're not allowed to. You no. know, they've got to do virtually the team discipline things. and exactly. they've got to do, I don't know how I would have been fitted in here. There's a great story about the, chastised. you know, if you want to talk about that, geez, a great story about, um, you know, the big mark, of course, and uh, yep. took the big mark and I got dragged off the ground. Nowadays, you know, of course. You, on, think, what, you got dragged off the ground. Yeah, after that. if you yeah. kick a goal now, of course, you've got to come off the ground. And I don't know why they did it. But yeah. anyway, I, I took the big mark this day and the uh, runner come over to me. And oh, said, not the big mark. It was the big mark at, yeah. uh, at uh, you know, at um, Princess, Princess Park, the 1991 mark of the year. And the <laughs> come over. Yeah, there's a phone call for you. Anyway, I thought, oh, geez, I've broken team rules. What have I done here? Got to the boundary line. They've handed me the the, uh, uh, the um, telephone listeners. And uh, it wasn't the uh, coach, uh, Tim. It was the Melbourne Airport bus. Can you keep out of the airspace so the jumbo <laughs> jets can, uh, can land? You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the story I tell oh, the, geez, I at some one, at I? some of the uh, at some of the uh, night uh, the night uh, uh, sensation. Oh, but uh, no, Tim. As I said, it's um, you know it, it, it's it's purely entertainment now with uh, with a lot of those those great players. And I, I think the Goey's going to be a, a sensational mm. player because he's got the build. And uh, yep. you know I love players like Patrick Dangerfield, you know uh, Gary Ablett Jr. and uh, uh, you know some of those guys that really uh, young Tim Kelly, of course, has gone across there and been fantastic yep. for Geelong and. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Rory Sloan, he's all, we've all got our favourites, haven't we? And mm. uh, uh, I just don't think they play the footy like we do. Um, mm. You know, it was a more tougher and more sort of, uh, um, you know, I think it was highly skilled. Mm. Alex Zizalenko says to people now, it's it's a game now of speed and confusion. Mm. And no one wants to take him on because, you know, that's what virtually, mm. virtually what it is. In the old days, it was skill and courage. You want to and, say they're a bit soft now, don't you? Um, look, I don't think they're soft because they've got to run. Look, I, they run 14, 15 k's yeah. in, a, in, a, in a game, Tim. I didn't run that many a year. You know, so I don't know what, the, you know, what I was. It's because you didn't train. I had, to, I had to sit in that spot over there. So, so, but they all, they have... Yeah, they have their zones down. They have yep. their sort of their, their match structures and that sort of thing. And uh, no, no, I don't think that I don't think they're soft. But I do think they've got to sanitise the game because uh, I think some of these uh, athletes and of course uh, some of the um, um, the ethnics they bring in. Uh, they're trying to bring you know the Sudanese in, and they're trying to bring you know the um, uh, you know Irish are still sort of coming into the game all the time. Yep. We don't want them uh, you know being you know poleaxed and that because they can't. Uh, with a young kid of a seven or eight, nine, ten-year-old team, they're taught how to take a tackle, take a you know, take a mm. bump, all this sort of thing. So I think that's a, that's the change in the game. Why they've had to do this? You can't tackle and sling up chap anymore. We we saw uh, young Rioli get a week yeah. yesterday, didn't we? And uh, he's accepted the, the thing. And of course, uh, uh, the head sacrosanct. That's that's. Mm. I think that's a very very good uh, point. Yeah. I think there is a lot of people over in in um, uh, in Melbourne, Tim, that uh, are suffering from. Um, you know, head head uh, things mm. after football, mm. and I think it's very very good of the, the AFL now to really yeah, stamp it out and, uh, and do that right thing. Yeah. Yep. You left Carlton after three seasons mm. there. Yeah. Nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Uh, you were only a young man, really. What twenty five? I was twenty five. Father had leukemia. Yeah. Um, and I decided to come back and uh, and take the pressure off him. It didn't work, Tim. It didn't work. Um, Carl, uh, sorry, uh, Carlton were on to me all the time. And, and let's remember, your dad played for Carlton. Yes, he did. As and well. Perth. So there was real yes. heritage there, there. There was a real connection. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, the situation was at the start of the year, they wanted me to come back. 
Yeah. And uh, they made a very, very, very conceited, uh, conceited, not conceited, a concerned, uh, concerted uh, effort to get me back. And they flew Dad and I to, uh, to, to Melbourne. This was before the season. Jack Elliott just took over. Uh, Wes Loss was at the, uh, the, uh, the uh, meeting as well. And this was around about or late February. Uh, I'd signed with uh, Perth, Tim, uh, mm. so I had to come back. Ian Miller was the coach, had to come, uh, I was coming back. So, But Carlton sort of wouldn't, would refuse to, uh, to mm. clear me. So they flew me over. They made a con- absolutely huge offer uh, to keep me. Um, you know, it was nearing $100,000 cash, Tim. No word of a lie. It was Which unbelievable in, in, money. In those days? Oh, look, it was fantastic money, wasn't yeah. it? And, uh, uh, Tim, it wasn't all to me. It was uh, part of the um, – I had two sports shops at the time. They wanted yep. to put a manager in and uh, look after Dad and, uh, you know, and my sort of uh, contract money as well. So it was a very, very big offer. Yeah. Uh, the two sides, of course, couldn't come to agreement, so I come back and played with Perth for that oh, eight, ten games. Uh, played pretty well, kicked 50 goals in about you know, 10, or 12, 10 or 12 games. Went to, as I mentioned before, went to uh, Adelaide, played that fantastic game with Western Australia. We won by a point and – all the fantastic uh, um, Eagles future players were playing, you know, David Hart, Laurie Keane, you know, and mm. there was quite a few others as well. Um, uh, and uh, we beat um, by a point. I was going to uh, Melbourne the next birthday that night to play in the thing. They couldn't come to an arrangement for a clearance. Uh, I had to come back. Instead of going east, I went back west. Um, played with Perth for a couple of weeks. Um, they <clears throat> tried to get me... Uh, Clearance for in in that couple of weeks, they decided not to. I only found out. I think I mentioned it just then that uh, about fifteen years ago, someone was telling me that it was apparently over five thousand dollars. That the clearance, right. yes, the clearance was. They wanted twenty to pay Carlton. Perth wanted twenty five. Tim, I would have paid the five thousand myself. I, I bet you would. I think I would have. You know, and yeah. uh, so uh, so fair to say, there's there's a still a, a great amount of regret. Oh, look, yeah, you. look, there's two regrets in my life, Tim. Is that, that's probably one of them. And the other mm. one, I couldn't sit in the grandstand and watch myself play. That was another regret I had, you know. So <laughs> everyone else had the opportunity, but I didn't have the opportunity. That's what I regret. <laughs> but to, no, no, look, uh, you know, it's a, um, it's a life decision, I suppose, at, at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. You, know, you make life... it for the right reasons. Yes, you do, moment, you yeah. do. No, look, yeah. that's very true. And, um, and I'll come back and... Uh, uh, as you can see there, I've uh, I've put the hand through a plate glass window, and that sort of finished me uh, finished me uh, season for that year, which was eighty four. Yep. Uh, Mel Brown took over in eighty five, and I uh, I played with Perth. Uh, you know, I got that all right, and yep. uh, uh, fantastic uh, hand surgeon was on. I did all the uh, you know stitching up, and uh, you can I think four tendons and a couple of nerves and a couple of sinews that I did. So that the um, uh, the surgeon uh, stitched me up, I suppose, yeah. and it was fantastic. As you can see, it's pretty pretty well yep. right now. Um, and Brown took over. Um, I played pretty well the first, you know, three or four or five games. And then about round six, uh, we won, I think, against West Perth. We had training the next day. I, I actually stood on a football and I very badly damaged the, 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 the ankle. Mm. And uh, I just, you know, was trying to be in and out all all for that. And it just sort of went there from there. There you go, Peter. You're not meant to go to training. Uh, no, that, no, that was <laughs> Sunday training actually, and that was just trying to get the kinks out, you know. And uh, 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 Carlton did everything in their power, Tim, to get me back in '86 because the contract had finished. Mm. They sent me to every surgeon, they, they, and then they weren't any good at uh, reconstructing ankles yep. or knees in those days, no. you know. So uh, uh, they just said, "Look, um, I think we're at the tether here at the end." Uh, we want people to remember you like you were with the three years. And I really do appreciate that, Tim, because I could have maybe come back and maybe tarnished the reputation. Mm. So I suppose that was probably one thing. And uh, there's sort of two things that I'm re- really, really proud of, and that's mm. the two things around me neck.
Mm. They're called premiership medals, mm. and uh, they are great to be, you know, to be a part of. And the, they, everyone says it, don't they? I was, wish I was a part. Tim, some of the greatest players of all time have never oh, played in a final. No, absolutely, or, or a grand final, or yeah. even won a grand final. So yeah. um, you know, I've got a couple of th- uh, you know a couple of things that I can look back on. Yep. and um, you know, and 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 don't we see it? There's probably hundreds and thousands of kids that uh, maybe get injured yep. before they even get to the to the you know, stage yep. that I got to. Yep. Yeah. And and some pretty good times with Perth as well. Yeah, you mentioned yeah before um, you went to yeah a good another to, good side another yeah. very good side. Um, our skipper was Colin Lops, a very very good skipper, um, yeah. and we have a pretty good one at Carlton too. A bloke called Mike Fitzpatrick, yeah. very 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 good ca- uh, captain, and uh, you know really led the side. And Colin Lops did did as well, and uh, we won the seventy six and seventy seven uh, yeah. premiership. Tim, I was only eighteen nineteen then, so I was yeah. coming through the system. Perth uh, through Ken Armstrong, like the coach. Uh, I think was was getting me ready. I think uh, uh, we had three or four or five in those days. Alan Johnson from he went to Melbourne. Uh, Alan Montgomery went to Carlton as it was well. Fertile so we, ground, wasn't so it? So we had a few. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think that was because of Coach Armstrong, and yeah. he had that very, very, very good uh, um, uh, uh, training. Um, well, what you could coordinator called Frank Pike, mm. uh, who's uh, Don's uh, father, and he was ahead of his time with um, mm. you know uh, uh, you know training and. Uh, didn't like his uh, training <laughs> training instigations as well, though, Tim. But uh, it got me reading, and that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, it was fantastic. Um, look, the um, uh, 77 uh, year was fantastic. I kicked about 68, 70 goals. I'd done a hamstring in the second semi, so I missed out on the grand final. I was a reserve, yeah. but uh, Murray Cooper uh, you know, kicked six or eight goals, and we beat East Fremantle pretty well. The next year is probably my my season. It was seventy eight, and uh, that's probably where I, um, you know, probably introduced myself to the uh, yep. Australian football. I uh, had a very good season. Probably kicked about seventy seventy five. And I played a very good grand final. I think Tim was that very wet mm. day. I'm surprised it's taken you this long to remind us. Well, the, you know, the, the uh, I don't really kicked. like, well, you know, uh, reminding people because <laughs> East Perth people, my mates are all he's ringing me. Buzz, remember the '78 grand final? I said, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, look, that was great for footy that day. We had some fantastic players that were mm. playing: Spencer and Kelly and Barry Cable. Great to be in the same game as Barry and uh, uh, Ian Miller was, uh, you know, a, a um, East, East Perth player. Should have been a Perth player. And then we had that same side, team, and they were trying to do the 76, 77, 78 uh, triple, which the Perth side of the 70, 66, yes. 67 and uh, 68 side did, and that was under uh, our captain, Bob Shields, and Bob yep. often reminds me, you fell I'm one. sure he does. You fell one short, Buzz. You <laughs> fell one short. <laughs> He'll always have that over you. I want to talk to you more about life after football, but we need to take another break. This is Inspiring Stories with Peter Bazasto on 882 6PR. Back with more shortly. You're listening to another inspiring story brought to you by Barra and O'Day. This is Inspiring Stories with Tim McMillan on 882 6PR. Brought to you by Barra and O'Day. Welcome back to WA's Inspiring Stories. Tim McMillan is my name. My special guest is Perth and Carlton legend Peter Bazasto. Peter, uh, post-football, uh, you're back in Perth, obviously, you know, Obviously, some some regrets about yeah, how yeah. quickly things uh, ended up at at Carlton. Carlton and, you know, yeah. maybe may a missed opportunity to go back there. Whatever you finished up your footy playing mm. days, um, was it an easy transition out of football into uh, uh, back to the real world? Uh, yes, it was quite okay because I uh, started work with Six uh, PR virtually straight yeah. away, and uh, was uh, that was when virtually uh, the um, Eagles come in. 
and they wanted a uh, expert comment uh, commentator, and uh, I was just out of course football, and uh, they were using me for the waffle as well, Tim. So I was sort of you know, yep. sort of a, one was Saturday and one was Sunday, so uh, was sort of back into into football that way, and. Um, it was over though. It was over. I I just couldn't play anymore. I was yep. approaching thirty. Um, I had knee injuries. I had mm. uh, bad hips. I've had both hips in the last mm. ten years get uh, re um, reconstructed, and uh, uh, so I I sort of knew. I'd uh, you know I knew that uh, that was that was the end of it. And um, um, I really do feel sorry though for a lot of people, Tim, because uh, there's uh, depression yep. uh, when they come out of football, and uh, of course a lot of these young fellas uh, they uh, uh, really are told. And I'd hate those two words in football, Tim, champion and superstar. I do hate them. And when these commentators say, oh, he's going to be a champion. He's going to be a superstar. He's going to be there. Let them play their footy and let them earn that reputation. Yeah. You know, James Hurd and uh, and, and Johnny Warsfold and, uh, you know, Peter Matera. These people are champions and superstars because they do it week after week, Tim, month after month, year after year. These young kids that come in, and I've, I've, I've often heard, you know, oh, what a superstar he is. His stats for the day are three kicks and one handball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Think to yourself, well, what are you doing putting pressure on that young fella there yeah. of, of labelling them something at that time? Let them, you know, let them uh, uh, really earn their stripes, I suppose. Mm. Uh, play some footy. You know, we've, I've got a, a side now. I, I barrack for a side now called uh, Carlton, as you know. And we've got a lot of, uh, you know, young kids in the, in, the, in the side. But don't brand them anything. Oh, you know, we've got a lot of number ones in there. So what do they say, Tim? Oh, Carlton's list is sensational. I, I don't you know. think anyone's uh, in danger of labelling too many Carlton exactly, superstars exactly. at the so, moment. Yeah. But young Walsh is going to be an absolute yeah. unbelievable player. Cripps yeah. is just, oh, oh. what a Rolls Royce. Uh, you know, him, mm. I, I had uh, a pleasure to be with him last year in the Crown Casino over here. And, uh, you know, he spoke very well for a young 23-year-old mm. that was going to take, uh, you know, the captaincy at Carlton. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just a player that, um, and I said to him last year, his father, I said, he might win a Brownlow because, uh, you know, he might poll a lot of two votes. We weren't winning games then, Tim. I can't remember what it was that we won. How many games have we won the last 44? I think it was four, wasn't I think, it? So, I think you can count them on one hand with a finger to spare. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it was a situation there where, um, you know, Cripps was, uh, you know, and, and, and this year is going to have a great year. I thought if we got Doherty um, in, in as well, our other co-captain, uh, he did his knee again and, of course, you know, um, but look, you know, there's some uh, young players there that, uh, that that that'll come through. So, uh, mm. you know, um, no, I've got no sort of no regrets now. I, I played the football that I wanted to play. Yep. Um, I went to Melbourne because I wanted to pit my wares against the against the great players. Um, uh, Tim, I can walk into a room and a Dermot Brereton come over to me, or a uh, uh, you know Paul Salmon, and you know, some of the greats of football because I think that was the bonding that we had with with both um, the, the opposition and of course ourselves. Yep. Now they get on a plane, uh, or they get on a bus, and they leave the, the arena, and they've got to you know they've got to fly back to Melbourne or whatever, fly back to Adelaide or whatever. Adelaide's got to go back, and they don't get that camaraderie with each other. I, I heard Patrick Dangerfield say the other day, "I've never met he, A, I've never met B, and I've never met C." And I thought to myself, "Gosh, you know, he's uh, the president of the past yeah. player, uh, the player, sorry." And I thought, "Geez, that's you know, it's, it's different. It's a different, yeah." And mm. um, you know, as I said, I, I know a lot of the Essendon players, a lot of the a lot of the Richmond players, and. Uh, we all we all get on pretty well, Tim, because you know you belted each other on in the Saturday afternoon, but you were having a drink with them after the game, and I think that's you know that that's great for the game, but yeah. they can't do it now. No, times have changed well and truly, haven't they? Uh, so your time in the commentary box, in, yeah, enjoyable Look, I enjoyed it for you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I was working with the greats, like Percy Johnson and Frank yeah. Sparrow, and. Uh, 
uh, you know, Georgie Grilicic and what a character. Glenn Mitchell, you know, they were all fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, George didn't take a backward step for anyone. Uh, and, no. uh, you know, so they <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, just, just terrific to work with. And, uh, you know, we only had sort of for a couple of years, about seven years, I think it was, just the one side. So we had, yep. um, you know, we only had the one game every two weeks. Yep. Then when the Dockers come, we had alternates. So we were working even more. And, uh, you know, you met, you met uh, you know, a lot of lot of fantastic, uh, you know, people in the, in the game. And, uh, you know, you, you met a lot of the, um, you know, Eagles players. You know, Peter Matera is a good friend of mine and Jakovic and, uh, you know, Walsfold McKenna. They're all, you know, we all know each other because of the, you know, we've, you know we're in the same sort of area. Yeah. But uh, nowadays... I wouldn't know three quarters of the Carlton side. Yeah. I wouldn't know three quarters of the of the Eels side. I would, and in in the old days, Tim, you know, when we were young fellas, I could name you every East Perth player, every Swan Districts player, because that's what was born into us. Yeah. You know, in those sort of days. Nowadays, it's just changing so quick, isn't it? That yeah. the football that uh, you just can't keep up with it. Absolutely. Um, uh, beyond the commentary box, then obviously you had uh, you Peter Bazasto's total sports. sports. Yeah. 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 Had that for quite a long time, about yeah. 20, 20 odd years. But um, how, I, how was the retail game for you? Um, look, uh, in the end, I got to the stage where I'd virtually um, out uh, outgrew it because yep. there was probably four or five, six others in the centre. Tim, yeah. they bring in Rebel, they bring in uh, mm. you know quite a few sports stores, and uh, and in the end, I sort of got out of it. Now I went into the uh, speaking circuit game, uh, yeah. which was with Jacko and. Uh, Crackers Keenan and Jezza and, uh, you know, Diesel Williams. All, all you're these not players. getting paid for this chat, by the way, Pam. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know how you got me in here without playing for me. So, but, uh, but anyway, but no, that's uh, that's that's fine. It's it's great to be. You know, you've got to give something back to footy, Tim. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people, uh, I think that's why a lot of people are supporting me now. I know there's other things that uh, you haven't brought up, but I think a lot of people probably know. Um, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of support from people now because, mm. you know, you've gone to junior footy clubs and, you, yep. and you've gone to amateur footy clubs and you've gone to country footy clubs and you want to help. Yep. You want to help because, uh, you know, football was very good to me mm. and uh, I'd love to go along and, you know, I'd love to go along and watch footy. I love watching community footy team because mm. they play the old footy. Yeah. You know, they play out there. They play Australian rules. The old people used to play Aussie rules. Remember the Aussie rules, footy, all the old rules. The rules should have been heritage listed. Uh, yeah, Tim. along you know. with the drop kick. Well, including, you know, that, yeah, that's gone kick. out of the game. And I think I told you the story yeah. about out here, you know, with uh, City Jackson. Don't drop kick, you know, in, in Melbourne, you know, because uh, our, our grounds are not like yours. Took a mark, drop kicked it, went into the uh, centre-half back's head, <laughs> rebounded to the Raver. I think it was uh, Billy Goggin, kicked the ball to uh, Big Doug Way, kicked the goal, the top, ball back to the centre, the siren went. Sid come back into the grounds, hid him in the in – because it was Ron Barassi was his coach. He's gone off his brain and, uh, oh. you know. But there's all these great stories, Tim, yeah. you know, that uh, you can fall back on. And uh, I, I wouldn't do anything else in footy. I think, um, you know, that I would uh, – that I'd, you know, change. Mm. Um, you know, uh, m- m- mind you, they, they probably took me a little bit of a while to get me in. And I was very, very, um, you mm. know, sort of not patient because uh, Perth, you know, played me for six or eight, ten games, and then they dropped me, and then they come bring back it. And I think that was just a preparation that mm. um, you know that, that they, uh, they they did for me, which uh, in the end I think uh, was very successful for me. Just lastly, when is uh, Carlton going to see another flag? Oh, look, you're looking at five to ten years, I would yeah. say at least, at least. Um, uh, their, their, their players now have got to realise that I think they've got to play for this. It's yeah. called the CFC, um, the jumper. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of players do now because it's this. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's money. Mm. There's a lot of money in the game. Uh, they're trying to get more money every week. Peter Bazzasso, thank you so much for coming in and sharing a story. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. And uh, really good to meet you. I had met you before, and it's fantastic to be a part of Croc Media. I've done a couple in Melbourne yeah. uh, for Croc Media, and uh, they do a great job for uh, for everyone as well yep. in footy. And uh, you know that's what we want. We need our game, our great game out there, don't we? You're welcome anytime. You've been listening to Inspiring Stories here on 882 6BR. Everyone has a story to tell. This one brought to you by Bower and O'Day. We look forward to you joining us again next time as we unearth another WA inspiring story. You're listening to another inspiring story brought to you by Bower and O'Day. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.